0: I'm Pete Primo. This is the podcast for furniture and mattress store owners who want to make more money without the BS. Welcome to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. If you own a furniture or mattress store, or you work in one, this is a podcast for you. It's episode 29 already, Doug. Time flies when you're having fun. How are you today? I'm well, my friend. How are you? Good. Hey, listen. I woke up and I had Dale Carnegie on the mind. So this is a 1964 edition that my dad... I was four years old when this thing was published. My dad gave this to me when I graduated from, from college. And I think I read it in high school. So... I know you're really involved in Dale Carnegie and, and you, uh, you do a lot with them and, and you're a certified instructor and I know it's a big part of, of what you're doing now, Doug. Tell me, when's the first time you heard of Dale Carnegie and in what context and tell me a little bit about that.
1: Sure. Well, The, the first time I, I heard about Dale Carnegie was when I stumbled upon one of my grandfather's books which was How to Stop Worrying and stop, Start Living and uh, that happened when I was a teenager and being a teenager, and all teenagers are under so much stress and so much pressure, um, I thought that would be a good book. Well, I didn't read it. Um, I just knew that I had, you know, the weight of the world was on my shoulders because I was, I don't know, 14 or 15. <laughs> and um, so that was the first time I heard about Dale Carnegie. The first time I really, um, there was any impression made on me about who Dale Carnegie was or what he stood for is after college when I, when I read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. And that was one of the books that primarily changed the way I thought about who I was and the impact that I could that I could make on, um, on people around me. That's awesome. I, I remember
0: asking my dad who Dale Carnegie was. And he said, Pete, he was a man with some ideas. And unless you take it into your life and incorporate it into your living, all they are is ideas. Mm-hmm. But there's some really good ideas in there. And if you bring them into your life... You can have a better life
1: yeah i mean i think the thing that was so interesting to me is you know in and many people that are that i'm sure will listen to this um maybe don't know my whole story but i was in a in a place when i read that book that um, i didn't feel adequate from a from a intelligent standpoint because of the education that i had or that i had not received or or taken advantage of as a kid right. and as a, as a college student uh, and one of the things that impressed me about that book was that there was nothing in the book that i didn't already know you know you it's it's all really it's simple it's it's really a book about common sense so it's not so much about do you know it or don't you know it it's about are you applying it or aren't you applying it um, exactly. which was which was really sort of mind altering for me and it helped me sort of realize that well, gosh, maybe success isn't about having. You know, a, a, a super high IQ. Maybe it's just about doing the things you know, already know how to do and doing them consistently. I think that's about as good of a definition as I've ever
0: heard. I, I think that's true. So, walk me through. So, you had this initial exposure to Dale Carnegie, and then how old were you when you took a Dale Carnegie course?
1: So, I took the course for the first time in 2011. Okay. Um, and and actually, I I didn't know there were Dale Carnegie courses. I just knew about the book, and uh, the the way it happened, interestingly enough, at that time I was at Tempur Pedic as a as a rep, and I had one of the one of the Haverty's managers, whom I was um who I had developed a pretty good relationship with, called me and said, you know, uh, Doug, I'm 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 having a hard time because Haverty's has asked me to go to this training uh, that I don't want to go to, and it's like Every, it's like eight weeks, it's on Monday nights, and I, I just don't want to do it. Um, will you go with me? If you go, we'll pay you know, your, your way will be paid. And so I didn't really know that much about it, and I just went just sort of to be a, I guess, moral support for a friend, um, and it ended up really just changing my life in a, in a really sort of dramatic way. One of the cool things about taking the course is when you take the course, you can always go back as a graduate assistant. And so at week eight, which was graduation night, um, they they made the offer. If you'd like to come back as a graduate assistant, um, let us know. And so before I left, I said, when's the next time I can come back? And they said, well, we'll start another class on Monday night. And I said, good. So the ninth week, I was back in class as a graduate assistant, and they just couldn't get rid of me. I just kept coming back, kept coming back. Because it's one of those things, it's like when you read or when you interact with something that just has, uh, just just is like truth at its core, you know. It's it's almost to me like people will say that like they can read the same Bible the same Bible scripture over and over, and it seems like they always get something different out of it depending on where they are in, in their life or what what's sort of happening. It's true, and and it's I true. I felt like that with the course. And so as what I found is that as I started to use the skills that the Dale Carnegie course taught me, it, it made my attitude go up sort of in the same, at the same velocity. And then at some point, the vision that I had continued to just kind of expand and expand and expand for, for what I was capable of. And so I just kept going. I'd like, this is free. Are you guys kidding? me? Like I was just waiting for the, for the invoice at some point to come, <laughs> right, and so then finally, they just said you know this is this is this is too much you 've got to make a decision either you 've got to let somebody else take a turn because <laughs> I was eating up the graduate assistant um, thing as much as I could, and they offered me an opportunity to become an instructor, which ended up being about a two year process that was just unbelievable." Um, in terms of my development and then just sort of helping me understand how I can how I could share that same gift that I've been given um, with other people. and so over the course of two years, I studied and um, and sat at the feet of some of the some of the best instructors, some of the best trainers in the world of of which some are still my uh, everyday mentors. Um, and' re- just really fortunate and really blessed to be able to have had that experience and now sort of get to share that experience with other people um on a, on a weekly basis it's it's pretty incredible so
0: are you still an active instructor
1: yes yeah so so right now I'm I'm teaching about once uh one class almost all the time so every week I'm in um I'm teaching a class here in here in the Raleigh Raleigh Durham area that's
0: awesome so I forgot who said it maybe you do maybe you know who said it and you can fill in the blank but It's been said – well, it's been said by many different people many Mm -hmm. different times. I'd love to give the originator of this credit. But if you want to learn something, teach it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's – so go ahead. As you go through this process of teaching it, I mean obviously you're a competitive athlete, Doug. I mean Mm -hmm. you want – to college on a scholarship and played four years. You're not an athlete like that. And then you're not an athlete. You're still an athlete and you're competitive. So you want to do a great job teaching. So I know you, I know you're going to put in the practice. I know you're going to put in the time to really master it. You probably thought you really knew it after (laughs) you were a graduate assistant, but when you started to have to teach it, did it take it up for a whole nother, to a whole nother level for you?
1: You know, one of the things that I love about the Dale Carnegie course, and, and I say this to, to every group that I teach, is that there there are many courses and books and seminars and workshops and all that stuff where you, you go to to get, to get tactics so you can sort of put them in your toolbox, use them on other people for your benefit. The Dale Carnegie course doesn't teach that. What the Dale Carnegie course Amen. does is it teaches you principles to use on yourself for the benefit of others, right? And so as an Amen. instructor, it's not about employing the knowledge employing knowledge right that, that I've gotten from this it's it's really about living the principles myself and as i live those principles and interact with them and sort of grow grow myself for the benefit of other people i'm able to communicate the the value and the benefits in different ways it, it's an eight, the course i teach primarily is an 8 week course and if if i just gave a written test in session 1 no one would have to come back in session two through eight because they already know most of the stuff. They know enough to pass the written test. The problem is is that many times, and and me included, is that people don't really understand what the implications are for them personally if if they do what they already know to do. And so the course really gives context to that. What the course is is really an experience uh, and gives people the opportunity to really think about, and really, um, really consider what they're doing, what they could do differently, and how that may, um, how that may be a return on emotional investment, time investment, uh, financial investment at some time, at some points. Yeah, it's it's one of those things that um, it's. I'm still waiting for the invoice. You know, it, it's <laughs> there's there's such a value for me personally to teach this class. It almost, it almost feels unfair, um, but then you get to look at the people who, you know, just the last class that I graduated, I had a gentleman that, was, that was, uh, had, a, had a social anxiety disorder um, when, he, when I did the interview intake with him in, before session one, and on the day of graduation, he stood up in front of the class and said, I don't have this disorder anymore. And oh my lord! I've done, you know, I've seen oh. psychologists, I've done medications. Now, I'm not saying that if you have a social anxiety disorder, you take the Ocarina class and you're cured. Right. But what I am saying, and this was true for me, that, I'll, well, I think the best way for me to maybe communicate this is one of my one of my favorite quotes is a quote by Einstein. And he says, if you if you judge a fish by his, by his ability to climb a tree, he'll live his whole life thinking he's stupid. The point yep. is, is that everyone's a genius just sort of in their own way. We've been sort of conditioned by the people who raised us, the people who were our friends, the people who weren't our friends, the, the geography that we grew up in, the culture that we grew up in, um, all of those things that, that sort of help shape us. Um, at one point or another, we allow ourselves to be defined by something that may or may not be true. And so what the Dale Carnegie course does is it allows you the opportunity to really dig into that and to take some time to figure out what's true, what isn't true, and what to do about it. So, Doug, I I
0: just want to understand this. The social anxiety was basically he didn't like to speak in front of people? Um, Was that part of it?
1: Part of it was he didn't like to speak. The other part was he literally felt like he was going to (laughs) die. I mean, there was there was a real terror to to speaking, and and you know that's that's something that not being a not being a medical professional that I can't really speak to what the what the real impact of that is and the and the depth of that. But there's sometimes Pete where we're where we're given labels um, that that may not really be a true reflection of of who we are, and so exactly you know what I I wouldn't say that he did not have it, and he just realized that he didn't have it, so he stopped. Feeling that way, but but what I would say is that that oftentimes in our in our lives um, we accept things without really testing them. The course really gave him an opportunity to test that thing, and he came out on the other side a a much more confident, much more um, much more capable person, and you know the the things he was. He learned as much from his own self reflection and the and the collective wisdom of the group that he was in as he did from the course itself.
0: I thought I heard this right, but I just want to make sure that I did, Doug. Did he come up to you in private and tell you that he didn't have this social anxiety anymore? Or did he say it in front of everybody?
1: No, that was part of his graduation speech to the to the group.
0: Wow. That's powerful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's you had
0: to you had to feel like you know when they show the Grinch and his heart <laughs> growing your heart probably just started swelling up.
1: Yeah, because I, I know you. Yeah, I mean, it just just to be a part of something like that to see someone have that have that experience and 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 to to get the same gift or similar gift that that I received from the course. I mean, it's 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 humbling. And the, the fun thing about it is that it has it has very little to do with me. And so my real job is to to really facilitate. And, and I don't necessarily like the term instructor or teacher because that's not really what I'm doing. Really what I'm doing is taking a, a course and a process that's worked for over 100 years and laying it out and doing my best to get the heck out of the way. <laughs> because right. the more in the way I get, the, the less effective it's going to be. And so, really, it's like I'm more of an evangelist for this thing, where where I say, "Look, let me tell you what this has done for me. Test it and see for yourself."
0: That's awesome. So, tell me about the course that you are teaching right now. Which one is it, and tell me about it a little bit. So, without giving, I don't want you to get fired from Dale Carnegie for telling (laughs) secrets.
1: No, no, no. There's 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 no secrets. So so here's the deal. So in what we're really teaching ultimately is leadership and the ability to connect authentically with other people. You know, you you see how you see how how quickly digital communication is is sort of happening in our world right now. And you can't go anywhere without or have a conversation hardly without someone picking up their phone and looking at it or responding really quick. Um, you, it's it's hard to to have people's attention for really any any period of time. And so, one thing that I've realized is that the is that the 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 more important digital communication becomes the more valuable human relations become and our real ability to communicate and that's really what this course is about what it teaches is it teaches us not only to how to more effectively communicate with people but also to get their cooperation instead of their compliance to get their cooperation and really be a leader and that's not leadership like having a title or having a status a particular status or a particular income this is really about Leadership, where you are, for all the people around you. You know, how how do you how do you lead someone who's in authority to you? You know, how do you lead someone who's lateral to you? How do you lead someone that's uh, subordinate to you? You know, these are all of the things that um, oftentimes in business school they don't really get talked about.
0: I know we could probably talk about this all day. We're really trying to keep these podcasts to twenty minutes. If anyone's out there wondering why we're talking about Dale Carnegie, we're talking about Dale Carnegie really as an extension of talking about self-improvement. Specifically, I wanted to jump into Dale Carnegie because even if you say, "Okay, I don't have time for courses and that, you know, the experience of the course really is a secret sauce. If nothing else, if you haven't read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, you have you have to. You have to. You're, go, you're cheating yourself out of something in life that's really, really important. And, and Doug, I, I want you to, to tell us, you know, if somebody's interested in Dale Carnegie and, and how to, you know, pursue getting in a course, how do they do that?
1: So the best way to do that is just to go to DaleCarnegie.com. Okay. And click on which course that you're most interested in. I think the the best course to always take first is the Skills for Success course, um, which is okay. which is the flagship. No matter where you are, there's I'm sure there's a franchise close to you. There's courses that are going on close to you. We're we're all over the country, um, and like I said, in in um, in many many different countries and many different languages, and so this is this is a um, a really easy course to obtain. There's also online courses. I think. Um, being in person is the best way to interact with the course but if you if your travel schedule won't allow you or you just can't make it happen the online course is available as well and that's a live course so it's not the same as you know just taking like a static course online so it's it's, sure. it's dynamic as well
0: cool and if the, anybody's in Raleigh North Carolina how do they get a hold of you if they go hey i like this I like this dude, this Doug Stewart guy, and I'd love him to teach me about Dale Carnegie. How do they get in touch with you, Doug?
1: Sure. Best way to get in touch with me, um, other than going through DaleCarnegie.com and going through that process, is to just go directly to my my personal website, which is um, Doug-Stewart.com. And there's a little contact area there where you shoot me an email, or you find me on any of those social links um, and send me a direct message. Um, And I'm I'm happy to sort of have, have the conversation.
0: Awesome, Doug. Thanks for your time. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to uh, to help people understand Dale, Dale Carnegie a little bit better, and help me understand a little bit better. I've I've never taken a course, and I think I'm on the verge of doing it. So
1: you'd love it. Thanks. You would absolutely love it.
0: Please join us for episode thirty. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, and review us at iTunes. It helps us get found. Just go to peepremo.com. P-E-T-E-P-R-I-M-E-A-U.com and find episode 29. There'll be a link to iTunes right there. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you for listening to the No BS Sales, Marketing, and More podcast for furniture and mattress stores. We love reviews at our podcast. They help us get found. Please review us at iTunes or Stitcher. And while you're there, please subscribe. This podcast was brought to you by Primo Furniture Sales. For more tips on selling furniture and mattresses, go to PetePrimo.com. Till we meet again, sell a million. Thank you.